I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svender, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoyers. My name is Dean. I am joined once again by two fellow enjoyers of the AFL, George Sender, James Matter. How are we doing, boys? Yeah. yeah. Good, mate. Matter doesn't look so good. He's got look. the glasses on, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced. smiling too much for the, the press persona I'm trying to put on. Um, yeah, no, the, you know, the game was, wasn't the best. Um, um, yeah, the boys were pretty poor. Um, struggling to sleep, doing a lot of crying recently. You know, so real men cry, yeah. Matt. So it's okay. It's okay to show your emotions. You don't have to hide from us, thank, mate. Thank you. I feel, so, I feel really supported, man. Thank That's you. Right. Thank you so much, man. Like you know, I thought I'd just will all the strength that I could to come and. You've, you're very brave. Th- th- thank you. Just to just to you know talk about footy with the boys. You know, I try my hardest. That's it, man. And, that's, um, what, that's what footy's all about. It's about you know bringing everyone together. Comforting mates. Yeah, no, that's it, man. It's it's the uniter of people. <laughs> I feel you, Matter, and I've got my <laughs> slightly longer facial hair today. I just couldn't muster up the courage to shave and uh, oh, present yeah, myself no, as well as I normally would. So. To, to lather on the shaving cream would have just been so yeah, it's too so much. difficult. Oh, too much. No. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But look, we're in it together. This is a big uh, change up from last week when, yeah, when the flag roos were flying no, around. No, 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 no. That was, that was a good two weeks. It um, was. That was. <laughs> and I'm actually. I'm, forgotten what losing feels like and it's a sickening feeling oh, i can't believe how angry i got man i don't know what I you're can't talking believe about though yeah, we'll get to that we'll get to that. Uh, but look let's start that boring game we'll get to carlton soon enough we'll get to the first game yeah the lions fell to the dogs matter gave his infamous no to the lions yeah and they w no shout out to kevin garnett kg um <laughs> that that was um yeah that was a bit of a wild take now that I look back on it. But look, Bulldogs hadn't showed anything to that point, you know. Um, yeah. Bont, no, sorry. Bont showed up big time um, for them. They, he did. Sorry for the disrespect, uh, Bont. You know, friend of the pod. Yeah. He'll be watching this. He I wasn't think, happy. Um, he let me know. He, he watched the pod. He, he said, Matzo, what's, what's going he's on? He was really upset. He was really upset. He did the Russ Lyon round one. He showed the whole Western Bulldogs, yeah. our podcast, yeah. our disrespect for him. And they had to respond, mate. It wasn't the media. It was us that really put the pressure on Bulldogs. It wasn't us. It wasn't the media. It wasn't Dunkley. It was us. <laughs> you know, It wasn't the racism towards Jamara. It was none of that. Oh. It was, uh, but sh- actually, you know, I will say, shout out to Jamara for responding, you know, in a really positive way. Did the Nicky Wimmer, kicked five goals, kicking on you know, left foot, right foot. Fantastic performance from that kid. He yeah, was great. Yeah, massive performance. I think he, he kind of had a breakout game last year, kicked a couple of goals. This is probably, you know, another game where he really announces himself. So he's, he's coming along nicely. Yeah, and I think overall, though, the game was pretty low in skill. I mean, both teams were turning the ball over an incredible amount. The pressure was up. I think both teams were very desperate to play well, but uh, it wasn't the best watch on a Thursday night. We'd been sort of spoilt in the first few rounds with the early early game, which was really exciting. But this one here was a bit flat. Um, but that was just yeah. my, my view on it. Mm, yeah, I look, have to agree. yeah, no, I, yeah, it, it was a bit of a boring game, but it was. There's a few little things to take out of it. Bont, whilst not being the cleanest game from him, game from me was he led as a captain really well. You know, put the pressure on, laid a lot of big tackles. He was an enforcer, which we don't really see much. 
from him of him. So yeah, it was cool to see. Yeah, I mean the dogs are really strong in the contest. They won twelve to four in a bounce clearances, so they've lost that stat massively in the last two rounds. Really reversed it. I think that put Trelaw back on the ball. His CBAs were up a lot, had nine clearances, so a bit of a change um, from from their perspective in the midfield. But, you know, they've got a, a strong midfield. They've got their midfield that, you know, we all kind of look at and go, well, there's a lot of numbers there. Finally showed up. So against a strong one in, in Brisbane as well. Yeah, now a good time to uh, show the true colours. So good on them. And they had the debutant, is his name? Arthur Jones. Um that's who he is, isn't he? He was yeah. fantastic. I didn't want to get his first name wrong, but Arthur, I believe yeah. it is. Arthur Artie, Jones. Artie Jones, yeah. He was really electrifying in the forward 50. Gave him a bit of point of difference. Um, we know they've got the tall forwards, but someone had to be there at ground level um, to give him a bit of X factor. And I thought he was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. He uh, couldn't get off the field as well at the end of the game. You know, he wanted to keep celebrating yeah. with the fans. You know, he really enjoyed himself. So that's what you want to see, man. That's what you want to see. Love that. What, what did you guys make just before we move on on Danaher and, and Hipwood? I don't know. Pretty, what do you, you recommend? I'm not a massive fan of these boys, man. Oof. I think Brisbane, Oof. I'm jumping on a bit of the bandwagon now because they're going to cop a lot of slack in the media, I think, this week. But I think if Brisbane are going to consider themselves a genuine premiership threat, their tools are just not good enough. I think they need to be better. And what's tough about those two and Gunston as well is that none of them are that hulking, big, strong, physical forward um, when they really could be because they're all very tall. But... um. Yeah, they don't have that um, hard-working, mixed-day, crash-packs type dude. So They did last year. They did last year. Yeah, 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 he didn't mix-day though. Well, I think from my point of view, the way I see it, Danaher always seems to make a nuisance of himself inside the 50. So I think he's trying his best. He may be not getting the success that we're used to from him. But um, when it comes to Hipwood, I think he just doesn't offer enough in the air. Someone like him really relies on quality ball use in the 50 to give him the advantage and he's just not doing enough. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I think we had him flagged for a top four berth. I think that was me that uh, in the first ever pod thought maybe they'd be – did I say – I thought I said I thought they'd come first, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, geez, that's not looking too good at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that, I think they'll, they'll be all right. They'll respond. But I think there's some glaring issues yeah. with those big tools. They really do need to respond though, don't they? Let's <laughs> They do, they do. I'll tell you which team doesn't need to respond, boys. The Pies. The Pies, nah, they've... Wow. Well, fireworks out for the for the flag pies, mate. Celebrating early. What was that? Why not? Round three victory in the rain, fireworks going off at the G. Someone please explain what happened there, but... Yeah, maybe um, the, the fireworks were expiring or something and they just needed to get rid of them. The MCG is like, look, we paid all this money for fireworks. It's expensive. We've got to get rid of them. Big crowd, though, for a, for a wet night, 85,000. So at least they got mm. their, their money's worth. True, not not true. in the quality of the game, but fireworks. Are well cool. done to everyone that hey. went out in, in the rain. Eighty five thousand. That's that's incredible. Mm. I don't think you get that anywhere in the world, to be honest. That many people showing up to a game in the wet, but maybe um, like a Brazilian soccer game or something. I reckon they'd rock up potentially, man. Yeah. Or Argentina, like you know, River Plate versus um whoever the other Argentinian team is. Is it called River Plate? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Boca Juniors, the other Boca one? Juniors. Yeah. There we go, man. Um, but yeah, look, the Pies. I mean. <sighs> They just play the most fun footy. You know, that's the in vogue sort of way to describe the way they want to play, make it fun. But it's not just that. Some of the defensive displays from Darcy Moore, Nathan Murphy, uh, Quainer, they're just mixing the grit and the IQ in defense with beautiful movement going forward. And they're just deadly, even in the wet, when it mattered most. They just get the goals and, and kill the game off. So couldn't be more impressed with the Pies, to be honest. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely the team to beat. They haven't really faltered at all against good opposition to start off the season. So. I mean, they're also number one in grand ball gets as well. 
Um, and they, they smashed inside 50s against the Tigers. They really should have won by a lot more. They were just wasteful in front of goal early, a couple of posters, a couple of misses. They could have blown the game absolutely apart in the first half. So Tigers were probably lucky to hold on a bit, had their third quarter kind of spree, um, but Pai's just too good, way too good. Yeah. I did think of an idea also, boys, just speaking of the wet weather footy earlier. I've come up with an idea how to fix wet weather football once and for all. Okay. It's pretty yeah. simple, okay? You walk on over to Kmart. You go to the sports section where all the balls are. You don't get a nice football like this one. No. You get the one below this one. $20. The footy with the little circle grips the, on it. The under-12s footy. The under-12s footy with a grip ah. on it. <laughs> Buy a bunch of those. Cost-effective. And then all of a sudden, the quality of games goes up in the wet. You're That's welcome, AFL. Sk- yeah, skills go up. Um, it's cheaper footy as well, so we're saving money. So more yeah. fireworks then. More, more fireworks, fireworks. More fireworks at the more footy. fireworks in the budget. <laughs> that's it, man. That, that's that's it. not a bad theory. I've thought of an expensive theory, actually. Go for it. Daniel Andrews, who controls the weather. <laughs> just just have a look at the fixture. Have a look at the big games. Just stop it from raining. You know what? Interesting. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, put that forth we'll, Yeah, we'll put we'll we'll that one. Um, Tell us what you think in the, the comments. My the idea or George's? <laughs> <laughs> it could be both. We could work as a team. I don't know. You know what? Always better in the team, George. Always better in the team. <laughs> what about the Tigers? What do you make of them? It's they hard. had some injuries. They did have some injuries. It's hard to judge in the wet weather footy against a really solid outfit. I think credit to them for hanging in there. Um, I don't have too much to say about them in projecting forward. I'm not sure what this game says much about their season. Yeah, well, Dust, Dusty and Hopper, you know, they're very good very very good players. Um, yeah, no, Hopper gets first use of the ball. Dusty actually has that class, which they probably lacked in the rain. So, um, yeah, that, that'll help them going forward. But, yeah. The other thing is uh, Pies have to find a way to cover Darcy Cameron, who's been in razor-hot form. Six, yeah. six, or six to eight weeks, I think it is. And mm-hmm. Mason Cox is injured as well. So, yeah. I don't know if that impacts them. Are they still paying part of Brady Grundy's contract? Or am I imagining it? Probably. Because I reckon yeah. maybe he can come over and, you know, give him a <laughs> bit of game time. He's you know? already giving a spell to Maxi Gorn, I think. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're in a bit of a dilemma there, but I think if any mm-hmm. team can come up with a, a way to work around that, then it'd be the pies at the moment. Oh, for sure, for sure. What's um, Sidebottom and Pendlebury drinking and eating? Because there's, there's something there's something in that food. There's some sort of potion that's keeping them youthful. Yeah, youthful. They're, they're watching, uh, is it Huberman? They're watching his yeah, videos. Yeah, they're <laughs> anti-aging videos and they're doing ice baths and um, they're, eating they're, veggies. They're just not slowing down at all. That That is a big part of their success has to be. Because they've got the skills, they've got the decision making, they've got the running plays around them. Mm. I mean, that and adding a superstar Dacos just from the draft that's already a superstar, that, that, that's one of the reasons why they've just l- launched themselves. Yeah, I mentioned it last week. Side bottom really impressed me. Obviously, Pendlebury, we've mentioned before. Um, their leadership is the best in the comp at the moment. It's still maintaining their leg speed enough and the skills just not going away. So, absolutely incredible. And speaking of Dacos, Obviously, Nick gets all the plaudits. I just want to shout out Josh as well. He was fantastic on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, he's a really, really good form this season, Joshy. It's kind of weird. They have to say the full names of those guys whenever they get the ball. You know, they get so much of it as well. Yeah, I know. I know. So they have to say Josh Dacos. I think we're going to Dacos hearing... off the Josh variety, the Nick variety. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're going to be very creative with the way they say their names. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, we're all going to have to get used to it. I think. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted quickly to shout out someone who's got. Probably more pace 
Actually, unmatched by only one person sitting right next to me, George Spencer. Yeah, McCreary for the Pies. <laughs> George's Jets, man, yeah. versus McCreary. McCreary versus George in a race. Make it happen. 100 subs and I'll race McCreary. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out. Yeah, 100 subs, or one meter per sub. <laughs> See, this I'm is, this is Mythbusters, man. Is, bur- bur- is McCreary that fast, really? For we'll well, the record, I would put all my living money on George to win that race. Uh, you're going to be on the street very soon. Mate, you <laughs> hey, your, your betting's as good as your tips, mate. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of that, nice transition. Yeah. We need to get to it. Here's a lost tip. Um, North v. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. <laughs> <laughs> Look. North did not play well. Nah. Hawthorne played well enough, I think. That's the headline of that game. It wasn't a pretty one. Um... We didn't have LDU. He was very laid out. LDU and Simpkin. Simpkin was out. Between the two, they average about 15 clearances. We lost the clearance battle by about 20. Yeah, but it it was... Um, um, Let's have a look. It was 43 clearances to 24. We just couldn't win the ball out of the center. Couldn't get the game on our terms. And Hawthorne was very desperate for a win, desperate to prove themselves. They played their best game of the year. Uh, Guys like Will Day, Jath... Warple. Yeah, Day, they've got one in Day. Yeah. yeah they better give him a more, contract more as well. now. They better give him a contract now before he starts asking for big money. Yeah. So Hawthorne was really up for it. North mm. um, gave a lot of effort, but the skill just wasn't there. And when you lose your two best clearance players, um, you're relying on an aging Cunnington who's a really good leader, but he doesn't play full-time mid-minutes anymore. He can't dominate um, a game and win a game on his own like he used to at this point. Maybe he'll get that by the end of the season when he's got a few more reps and, you know... Maybe he's um back to form, but I think the real the thing for me was um Tom Powell and Will Phillips. They were given the opportunity to get midfield time and to shine, and they were all right, but just all right. Yeah, like I was hoping one of them would just have a huge breakout game, you know, with you know eight nine clearances, you know, fifteen plus contested posies, and just really shine. But it didn't really happen, which was yeah. a little bit. It'll be disappointing. Oh. And credit to the Hawks as well. Not only did they win the clearance, but they controlled the game with all their uncontested marking and really short kicks around the ground. So North just couldn't stifle them in any way, yeah. whether it be in the clearance or around the ground. So, well, I think I um, sent you guys a screenshot of um, the stats and like yeah, it was all green. Yeah. It was all green on the Hawthorne side. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to give a little shout out to a guy. We'll give him flowers as well. You know, might as well hand them out. Fair enough. Might um, well. He hasn't played a game of footy. I think it was since round 2021. Something like that. Tyler Kent Brockman. He was... <laughs> three goals, isn't it? Three goals. Yeah, three goals. And he, has, he hasn't played for a while. Good to see him get back on the field because he's a he's an exciting player. Um, yeah, no, got, him, got in amongst it. So, yeah, good on him. What do you... As North Melbourne fans, right? Obviously, you know, very excited started to the season and that was justified. Now coming into this game, favourites to win. It would have been amazing if you guys won that and, and kept up the momentum into the Carlton game. But where do you think North Melbourne kind of sits now? Because it gives you a little bit more context now, more games in. Where, where do you kind of see them as a team? I think at the moment? from my point of view, I was never over overconfident coming into this game because obviously the LDU out, the Simkin out, but North Melbourne hasn't won a game by more than 10 points in about three years. So great that we've won the first two rounds <laughs> in close games. Oh, um, but I was never of the opinion that we're four or five goal favorites or anything like that so mm. i think until we can start winning games but also winning games relatively convincingly that's when i'll start thinking okay we're making real progress we've certainly made a jump up this year but i would say we're probably in that 12th 
to 16 range of the ladder. Um, I don't think we're the worst team. I think we'll win some more games this year. But, um, you know, it's one thing to win a few games, another thing to be a good side and, and win by more than a few goals. Yeah. We, we showed our reliance on LDU and Simkin that if they're not there, then the clearances, it didn't happen. Against, let's be honest, not the not the best midfield. Like, you know, so... They were hungry, yeah. the Hawks, though. You have to give them that. That is, that they is true. They, they, they really wanted to win, especially against um, Clarko, against the guy who left them. You know what I mean? Um, true. Sammy Mitchell against his mentor. You know, that's they wanted that big time. A yeah, good response from Mitchell. He had to front up the media... Uh, a lot of criticism on the on the rebuild, so to kind of respond with the win straight away kind of silences the critics at least for a little while. Just clicked to me. It was uh, your your family were very disappointed with uh, Sam Mitchell calling for his head. What were they talk- what were they saying this week? Um, they mentioned anything or they were a bit too surprised that Hawthorne was able to win a game against <laughs> North Melbourne. I think the two and O for North. Maybe they were of the opinion that North is better than I think they are, um, and they thought Hawthorne was a bit worse than they actually are so it was sort of a bit too off in the opinion of either side which made them pleasantly surprised in the victory but I think when you consider all things North being still an inexperienced team without a couple of their best players Hawthorne desperate coming off two embarrassing losses early in the season it's not really that surprising to me that a result like this can happen Um, but yeah they're sort of they're on watch Mm. They're on watch. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of boring games, the next one. <laughs> George, <laughs> Mate, take not, it away. I'm not going to defend the Blues this week. That was probably the worst game I've seen. <laughs> I don't know how many years, but a very, very long time. Just the level of skill. It was actually torture to watch that game. <laughs> I actually got up and yeah. made some tea in between in the, in the start of the fourth quarter. I came back 10 minutes in and asked my dad, are we winning? He's like, nah. So, I don't know. It just wasn't. It, <laughs> what kind of tea, George? It was, uh, I think it was chamomile with honey. Oh, no. Shout out Ooh. to chamomile with honey. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's just that that tea was more interesting it than its, this game. Give it its flowers, that honey. <laughs> give it chamomile its flowers. <laughs> chamomile is a flower, right? Yeah, that's it. Give the flower its flowers. Is it a flower? It's, it's a it flower. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Shout out to chamomile. Yeah, no, nah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, we got the win. We kind of delete the footage and, and move on. I think it's just one of those ones. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're going to say anything cool, it was like Cripper versus Kelly and Tom Green. That's it was Cripper cool. versus the world. He 42 possessions, career high, 13 clearances. That's a career high. Yeah, 42. You would have thought that he would have had like a 45 or something, considering how much, you know. I think next week games. he might have a 45, but. Right, captain in, in Supercoach. Yeah, I think Let's so. Go. A monster effort from him. He, he carried the team on the back. I think Kelly was playing with the dry ball. Maybe he had, you know, <laughs> gone to Kmart earlier. Picked up a different <laughs> ball, but. Uh, yeah, just one of those games where it's just it's just really hard to watch. If if you're a supporter or a non-supporter, very very difficult. And really, the only interesting part was probably the main talking point, which I was is the uh, just about to say. Yeah. Well, if you didn't mention it, I would have. Go ahead, mate. Okay, umpires. Look, the dissent rule when it first came out was controversial, and let's be honest, a fail. Getting a free kick against for simply putting your arms out and things like that is just an unrealistic expectation of an AFL footballer, in my opinion. Obviously, if they're abusing and swearing the umpires, fair enough. But, George, the Blues are up against it. They're down. And then in the goal square... I think Vossi made a call, mate. Yeah, someone's made a call. He's paid someone under the table, I think. And look, usually I would just say broadly the umpires were bad or that umpire was bad, but I've actually dug up a bit of research here. (laughs) Name and shame. I'm sorry. We name and shame the players... 
and give them praise when they deserve it. Yeah. Craig Fleer. That's Fleer. the umpire's name. F-L-E-E-R. Craig Fleer. Yeah, yeah, spell it out so everyone can can yeah, that's harass him on social media. No, that's a, that's no, a, no that's harassment a, needed. But all yeah. I'm going to say is <laughs> that is a shameful decision in a close game to literally gift the team a goal. And this isn't of any, any thoughts I have on Carlton, if they deserve the win or not. They may have still won the game. But when there's a few minutes to go in such a close, low-scoring game, you cannot literally gift a team a goal right in the goal square for that. And there's the recordings they've played on Fox Footy today showing what was actually said. And it was not abusive. It was nothing even close to that. And a few minutes later, Mitch McGovern did the exact same thing on the boundary line on the wing, put his arms out, wanted a free kick. No free kick was given to the Giants. So I think, honestly, it's disgusting. And, and on he should the be ashamed wing as well. He so should the, be ashamed of himself. Yeah. Yeah. On the wing, that's like less, um, what's the word, consequences there. Might as well have given it there, not in front of the goal. It's actually disgusting. Like, yeah. yeah. Look, I spat out my chamomile tea when I saw that decision. To be honest <laughs> with you. I was gobsmacked. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those ones where it's like, all right, well, we'll take the goal, but I don't think that's right. Look, the thing is, is if, it's, if it was the right decision, and I don't think it was, right? If yeah. it's the right decision, whether it's paid in the back line or, the front, or in front of the goal, if it's the right decision, you pay it. If Correct. the consequence is the goal, it's a goal. But you're right. They were really hot on descent when it first came out. I remember round one, Carlton versus Richmond. Richmond gave away like seven 50-meter free kicks for descent. So they were hot on it to get everyone to change their behaviors. This year, I don't think that's kind of how it's been adjudicated. Yeah, so they, they can let it die. I think that rule, like like they do a lot of rules. And the thing is, as Dean and I, we um we used to play futsal up till very recently. And can you imagine you see a bad decision from the <laughs> ref and not at least one of these or saying something to him. And if they gave a free kick or a yellow card for it, I think honestly, we'd probably beat him up after the game. No, no one like, would play, firstly. Yeah, no, no, no uh, one would play. We'd be like, no, why are we paying for So true. And that's part of sport. And obviously, that's at a very low level. These are professionals. Yeah, this yeah. is high-pressure staff. You can't expect no response at all. They're not robots. And so. even yeah. later that day in the Saints match, I think it was Jack Higgins. He lost his he shit. He lost it at the umpire. Nothing mm. happened. So it's literally just one umpire's he, emotions or something that's no, caused he got him the to call. make the decision. He got the call from Vossi. Yeah, he must have been. Get us over the line, mate. Finals this year. (laughs) In the earpiece, man. Last week it was turning off the lights. Now it's making a call. Yeah, anything to win, baby. Anything to win. I was going to say, it's another like throwback to like basketball, but um, a legend of the game, Tim Duncan, he was was thrown out of a game because he was laughing on the bench. Yeah, some. Because some some umpires, refs, whatever, they just can't. Their ego is just. It's just not on, in my opinion. They can't go outside the rules. Mm. and make a call that they wouldn't call anywhere else, which literally didn't happen again, like I said, a few minutes later, same game. So mm. the, it, the thing is, because yeah. it ended up influencing the game, the momentum, obviously Carlton won by 10 points, so they kicked another goal after that. But what I would say from a Carlton perspective is if they just kick straight, nine goals, 20, correct, and we were 30 points up, you know, it'd be talked about, but not with the same level of, of intensity. So Fair enough. And I think we can move on to the next game, which in my opinion is probably... Game of the round, Port v. the Crows. Very entertaining battle there at Adelaide Oval. Um, thanks very much, Port, for the top 10 pick because you're locked out of the eight. Um, shout out to Port. Man. Shout out Port. Shout out Ken Hinckley who, again, I'll say what I said in the first pod. Big North Melbourne supporter. First coach to be sacked. Oof. That prediction's looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Port have a lot of senior players 
and they're all talking, in my opinion. Dixon, great player. Uh, by the way, I like these players. Dixon, yeah, but I think Wines. I think he's playing. I think Dixon's playing good footy. He's no, no, so, I like he's him. He's so critical yeah. to their team. But there's so many of their players at the back as well. Uh, Jonas, Jonas, yeah, not playing well. Yeah, but he's he's meant to be a good. He's the leader. He's the captain. Yeah. Wines, Boke, Dixon, Butters, Rosie. So many good players on this list, and so much talk from their coach, and they just flopped in the biggest game of their season. To their bitter rivals. Against the team who's in a similar sort of situation to them where they're fighting for the eight, that's where you've got to step Ooh. it up. Yeah. Well, the Crows, we, we we backed in the Crows in the tips and they finally paid us off because we we've backed did. them in, I think, or three times now. Yeah, true, actually. Uh, but they kind of finally played the footy we expected them to play. You know, they, they had the intensity for the four quarters and, you know, they just they blew them away in the last quarter. Rankin has been a massive inclusion. He's a superstar. Yeah, he's he's been he's really influential. R and R, Rankin and Rochelle. Yeah, both of them. Uh, Rochelle getting some midfield minutes as well. He's uh, he's a dominant force, but Rankin's just a freak. Yeah, yeah. And then they also got five goals from a Thrillthorpe. Thrillthorpe. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he did so, that overhead goal again. He did that in his rookie year as well. Mm. One thing I got to say, uh, twenty twenty draft or twenty twenty one draft, whatever the draft was, where it was. Jamara and then Philthorpe. That's uh ten goals between pick one and two in the week. That's probably that's the best footy that they've played. Yeah, and it's happened at the same time. That's kind of cool. It's a good shout, actually. Yeah, so both of that, them sort of floundering a little bit. Yeah, now that draft is actually looking okay now. So was it Wilfil at three that year? Yes, I, be- I believe so. Yeah. So you know that you know, and then it goes. There's a few other decent players in there. Hollands, no Hollands. What's the what's the guy from Elijah uh, Hollands? Yeah, Elijah Hollands. So it's starting to look like a slightly better draft now. So that's cool. Absolutely, and in my opinion as well, yeah, Philthorpe, considering he's been in and out of the side, and like you said, a high end draft pick to kick five in such a massive game, um, really impressive. Rankin, some of the plays he was doing, and yeah. just the now around the goals that he has is just probably the best in the league to be honest for that specific role. Um, yeah, really fun to watch. The commentators lose their mind when Rankin's on the, on the field. <laughs> Fair man. enough. They man. love him, man, and it's good because then they, you know, they get excited, you know, and it's hard not to, you know, mirror that excitement when they get it. So yeah, it's just like any time it's a forward fifty contest, watch Rankin. He's, yeah. he's on the bench. Yeah, that's he's it. on the bench. He could win it. He's on the bench. He could still <laughs> kick a goal here. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say though, even though it was a very entertaining game, I think it was anticlimactic with the medal giving to Dawson. Yeah, that do, that's weird. You've got Rankin, like we said, Philthorpe kicking five. Dawson, yeah, was give it good. to one of the young and guys. Even man. Rory Laird had a big game too, like ten something clearances. Surely, I mean, <laughs> Rosie for Port. You're not going to give it to a Port, but he was. No, nah, he was. He had but, a good game. But hmm. what are you doing, mate? They Everyone just wanted was, to give him back to back. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd was sort of like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dawson, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he played. Jay was yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Captain, captain. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they um they still got that that you know after this. Maybe they saw they had the old papers and they saw he was the winner for last year. That's it. They thought, oh, he kicked the goal, you know, to win the game. They, mu- wow. they muddled he up the sealer. They yeah. Muddled, yeah, they kicked the sealer. Yeah, True. could be. Conspiracy any, theory. Any thoughts on the prison bar jerseys as well? Um, I think Eddie said enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think Port. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just really like laughing at Port, but they're in the biggest game of the year <laughs> against their rivals, putting on their big tough prison bar jerseys and just mate. Yeah. That's yeah, unfortunate. That is. They they, they played um they played like a um, SAFL side, you know, <laughs> with the um Bad. with the prison budgets, you know. I know. Thanks again for the top ten pick. Um, exactly. We look forward to it massively. The, <laughs> the, the other Wiz game is coming was, to the team. 
the other game that was on same time, also a very interesting game, Saints against the Bombers. Yeah, I think I think that was first, so you kind of skipped them. I'm like, please Did don't I? skip. Oh, please don't skip that game. No, 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 we're not um, skipping it. Yeah, nah. That's, the Saints is marching on to another win. That's it, man. The Saints. Talk are about coming. your boys, mate. Talk about your boys. Talk about my, they, they are my boys, I'm man. Like this is a team with going to this game, 14 players on the injury list, and they come out. They they they're a fantastic team, man. Jack Steele was out, so Brad Crouch decided, you know what, I'm gonna be the dude that I was meant to be when I came in. Um, he played really well. Joe Watson's cousin, um, Seb, was really good. He had like 500 meters gain for an inside mid. That's that's crazy. What about um, Mason Wood, mate? mate? Three votes. Wood though. Three votes. Give the flowers. Give the flowers. We got to give the flowers to Mason Wood, man. Like he kicked that goal um, against Sydney that one time for North, where. Uh, you know, right. that, that 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 was one of the most exciting times as a football. That one fan. goal. Never that forget, one goal. Man. Never forget. Yeah, I oh, never forget, man. Never forget. Yeah. Shame he got injured towards the end of the game, but hopefully it's a speedy recovery and he can play again this week so he can become an all Australian winger. That'd be sweet. Yeah, and I did have a few bombers mates of mine saying, Can't wait till the bombers win so we can have a laugh at you on the pod for shooting ah! on us at him. We said uh, we said hold off on the Bombers. They haven't beat anyone. See, that's the, that's our only good prediction slash tip of the year is that they know, fell really low and we're like, oh, that's probably going to be higher. Maybe I will say mm. this though, like in all honesty, yeah. they did impress me getting back into the game. They yeah. had the game tied up in the last quarter, mm. 13 minutes to go, I believe. It was still a tied game and the Saints just hit another gear. Um, yeah. Guys like Jack Higgins, Butler... Fantastic. Yes. Ridley had a good game actually for Essendon as well. That's so, true. So, yeah. Essendon, they, when they spend so much time working themselves back into the game after the 30 point deficit, you know, if you just get, if Saints get one goal back against the flow, it kind of, it just kills them. And that's yeah. kind of what happened in the last quarter and they broke away. But credit to the Saints. I mean, as you mentioned, their injury list is really terrible and it actually got worse as well with Wood potentially missing. I think Webster was the other one as well. Mm. Well, they um, just got Webster back. Yeah. So that, so I don't know how it's going to have to run out there like eventually, uh, but it's not luck; it's hard work. And uh, mm. Ross, no loss again this week. Ross, no loss, Ross, man. No loss. And I will say, well done to the Saints. 150 year anniversary, a nice ceremony before the game, mm. celebrating their history. Not a dig at all, but <laughs> one flag. Like I was actually surprised. I forgot about that. Yeah, 150 years, one flag. 1966, something I believe. Like that. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Man, to- they showed Tony Lockett. That is the scariest looking dude. <laughs> I've ever seen, even though he's not as like big and bulky as he was back in the day, even as a skinny, tall dude, man, and he's not even that, he's probably not even skinny. He's more in shape now than he was when he was playing. I know, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not mess with that dude. He's just got that, that like psycho look in his eye where you know that like if he, I feel like if you approached him in the street, he'd just clock you straight away, you know, Fair but yeah. Fair enough. Man. Shout out to, shout out to the, the pig. Was it Plugger? I, Plugger. Yeah, Plugger, that's Plugger. It. I will say as well, something I found funny in the game was first two goals for the Saints off 50-meter penalties from Redmond and silly ones as well. Both <laughs> of them were, one was right deep in the pocket, so a tough shot on goal. The other one was 50 out, again, pretty deep in the pocket. So he's literally just gifted two goals. So nice one, mm. Mason. Um, shout out Redmond. Shout out Redmond, mate. Uh, okay, so that was Saturday, boys. And then we go to Sunday and... Well, we had an interesting upset. Our the boys. Cats are th- 0-3. Our boys, the Sunnies. It would have been a really hard narrative to sell to see, you know. <laughs> Geelong go 0-3. Here we are. Jeez. Here we are, Mate, man. They're finished. I'm, I'm calling it now. They're finished. Finished. You're yeah. They're dead last on the ladder at they're, the moment. They're old, man. They're old. They, they've done their they, amazing last year. They did what they needed to do. And then, the, you know, the arthritis is kicking in, mate. <laughs> Tom, Tomahawk, Winter's man. Winter's hit early. It's a bit cold. Yeah. 
Jeez. What? Yeah. Selwood's gone. Selwood's gone. See, Selwood was the guy. Maybe he was. He kept them together. Maybe, yeah. Now he's, um, his reputation is going to go up. You know, uh, Who would have thought after his career would go up? But yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, there's a bit of a rebuild on the fly happening, or so it seems anyway, with giving Radical Lear it, obviously, maybe more so due to injuries, if anything, but he's playing at the back there. They've got Tanner Brun and Bozian. But and Tomahawk's recovering from an injury in the off season, so he's not anywhere he's near his best. Near but his best yeah. Ultimately though, how about the Suns? Jack Lacocious, five goals. He got roasted by David King on first what's it called? Um, first crack. First crack. He needed to respond and he did. He needed to respond. Kingy gave it to him. Always likes showing some footage of his lack of effort um mm. on the weekly show there. But he was fantastic. That goal he kicked from what was it, George? Seventy uh, seventy three meters, I think. Seventy three meters out. Point seventy three point two, I think. So. If oh, you haven't seen two, it, yeah, search two, it right. up. That that's incredible. Iced yeah. the game with a few minutes to go. Mm. And they were laughing at, at him for, you know, he's like for lining it up as well, man. But he oh, proved, he keeps proving people wrong, man. It's fantastic. And then today was his day. Yeah, wits in the middle, just monster in the rock. Took Miller doing his thing. Noah Anderson was good. Um Really good to see the Swan, uh, the Swan, the Sunnies get their first win of the season. But the Cats, mate, I think it says more about the Cats than it does. Yeah, the it's Suns, a big story. The Cats are a big story. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Every, every team. Every year, teams drop out of the eight that you don't really expect. Could it be Geelong? They Possibly haven't. They not. haven't done themselves any favors. That's for sure. They haven't, and it's a very hard narrative. <laughs> narrative to sell. <laughs> but hey, this is the life we're living. But at the moment. sell it, let's, baby, sell let's it, sell it. Jeez. Um, but yeah, that was a really shocking result there. But really happy for the Suns, and then the Demons took care of the Swans, boys. The Swans. Mm. Hadn't really played anyone of substance yet. They did play the Suns and the Hawks, two very convincing victories. They've come up against another top four favourite and just got whacked. Yeah, Melbourne were very strong today. Very, very strong. Uh, I think Stephen May coming back makes a big difference for them. He's obviously the general. Uh, yeah. I think a not- not- noticeable difference. And um, Melbourne, they, they really just dominated from turnover today. So it wasn't as much of a contested dominance or, or strength in the midfield type of performance. It was just a really kind of slingshotty game and pressure on. You could tell there were two good teams, but Melbourne were just better at executing. So they've kind of put themselves higher in, in my books, I think, at the moment, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that they've got a pretty decent backup ruck. Um, what's the guy's name? That, uh, uh, that guy. with the Jack- Jackson? Jackson. Yeah, Luke, Luke Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> nah, Brody Grundy, man. That he, he did his like, that was like Collingwood Grundy performance went out there got the big super coach score you know that's what we want to see man it's exciting and speaking of super coach scores melbourne's top players obviously it doesn't paint the full picture but yeah in no order may hunter langdon clary petrarca and grundy so you've got your ruck and your on ballers your wingers and your best defender i think if that's happening it paints the story it's going to be hard to beat if that's the case they got some value out of chandler and van ruin as well three goals each so some different avenues to goal they took off ben brown who was having no impact and brought in Melsham, got a bit more of a mobile forward line and um, they really blew away in the last quarter. Van Ruin tore up the VFL last year. Just couldn't crack into the side, but he's one to watch. He's a very good player. Um, Sydney as well, look, a bit of PTSD from the grand final. They haven't played at the G since the grand final. They've come back there and just copped another whacking. So they still played okay. I think you know the score really blew out at the end. It was a competitive game, so they're still obviously... A good team, but yeah, just not not as good as Melbourne today. Yeah, fair enough. And then another interesting game. Unfortunately for the Eagles, they got a lot of injuries, which we'll touch on. But Frio got the job done. 
uh, over there in WA. It was a very intense game to start with, a lot on the line. Both teams uh, not having the start to the season, they would hope, especially Frio, but they got their first win of the season. Um, no thanks to some injuries, so I'll just read it out. Shuey, McGovern, Cripps, Witherden, and then Ryan all went down. Now, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Ryan, McGovern, and Shuey, that's probably three of their top five players, just about, or maybe, maybe around about that, maybe top three of the top seven, maybe. Um, yeah, just experience. Um, McGovern is he's, he's everything in their defense, and Liam Ryan just provides such a, um X-factor up forward. It's going to be rough. It's bad for the season. It's disappointing because they're starting to play better footy. And you can tell there's a real emphasis on moving the ball quicker, a bit, a bit more action, pa- uh, action and uh, fast-paced movement, which is kind of they were playing a pretty boring style round one. So they were playing good footy. It was competitive and then a bloodbath. So mm. hopefully they're not long-term injuries for these players. Otherwise, West Coast is just going to be easy beats. I hope so too. And from Frio's point of view, I gave quite a bit of stick last week to Luke Jackson, the partnership between him and... Sean Darcy's just been a fail so far this year, but both of them were incredible today. So shout out to them. Um, once again, an example of people listening to the pod and responding to us. So we're doing a, um, a massive service. So we are. You're welcome for your fans. That's it. <laughs> um, I don't have too much more to say about the game other than well done to the Eagles for fighting hard. Oscar Allen looked really good as well. Um, but yeah, when you're down to one or no guys on the bench for a quarter and a half. It's going to be really tough. So, And there's a lot of younger guys out there with not much experience. Like yeah. They probably have, was it Chessa, Long, Hewitt. They're all very... And Gimby as well. Jimby, yeah. They're all um, <laughs> Gimby, Zimby, or Zimby. Um, yeah, they've, <laughs> they've, yeah, a lot of youth there. So it's hard for them to, you know, you can't expect them to run out of game without any subs. Makes yeah. it tough. And yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on the week, boys. Was there any other talking points before we move on to our weekly tips? Actually, speaking of the tips, we should probably go through how we went on. So, let's go yeah, right back us. to the beginning. So, yeah. we obviously tipped the lines in the infamous Noel call. So, we got that one wrong. 0-1. Then we got the pies yeah. right. 1-1. One and one. We all went north. So, we're 1-2. and two. We went Carlton. So, we're 2-2. Two and two. We went the Saints 3-2. and two, And we went Adelaide 4-2. and two. So, things were looking not too bad Saturday night. But then mm. today, we got the Cats game wrong, obviously. So, 4-3 and three there. We actually went Sydney, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, so we're four and four, and then we've gone Frio. So uh, I believe we did go Frio. So we've ended f- five and four. Is that correct? Not terrible. Not terrible, but a few upsets in there. Maybe we should have gone Melbourne. That's probably the big regret. We, b- we probably should there. start tipping properly instead of just picking our we'll favorite. We'll start trying now. We haven't been trying up until now. Yeah, time to, turn the, time to respond. <laughs> yeah, now it's time work. for us to respond on the tips, man. <laughs> All right. Well, no better opportunity to respond than Thursday night. The Lions hosting the Pies, the Hot Pies. Hot pies. How can you tip against them? Yeah, you They're can't leaving t- the G, though, for the first time this season, aren't they? That's interesting. Mm. Or maybe not. Uh, it's, I just, I, you can't tip, I yeah. can't tip against them. They personally. look too good, man. Yeah. It's, it's everyone in their team is playing well. Like yeah. Everyone's informed yeah. in, that, in that team. Unless Oscar McInerney against No Ruckman just goes crazy. But like even then, like, you know, well, yeah. That look, is their one major opportunity is yeah. in the middle of the ground, but mm. we'll see. I'm still going Collingwood. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with Pines. That's it. Because even then, Tom Mitchell and um, all those, and Dugowie, they're still good inside mids. They don't even need a Ruckman to tap it down to them, you know? Yeah, fair enough. They'll find it. And then the big one, now, Good Friday, North Melbourne and Carlton. Huge game. We will be going, the three of us. We will be. You can expect some be. content. We're not sure how it's going to work out, but some match day experience will be posted 
um, to YouTube and if you Instagram. see us, come come say hello, take a picture. Matt's is signing signing t shirts. So that's him. I'll bring a sharpie. Yeah, bring a sharpie. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And some news today, actually, Griffin Logue has been handed a one match suspension. So no Ben Mackay, no Griffin Logue. We should have LDU and Simkin back. Yeah, it's, that's, that's um, right. under the roof. You boys are in trouble, man. Yeah, look, honestly, Kerno and Mackay with no defense is one of the worst nightmares you'll have. But I think if this season has shown us anything, is that here we go. <laughs> you can expect the unexpected in AFL. Absolutely. The Suns, man. everyone laughed. They got the job done. Okay. Yeah. Um, North against Freer last week. Everyone laughed. They got the job done. Hawthorne this week. Underdogs got the job done. <laughs> so, you know what? North's going to get the job done. Get stuff, man. I'm going There's North. no chance, mate. <laughs> what are you doing, Matt? Uh, you, you go first. You go first. Oh, blues, blues. Blues. All right. Fair enough. So, it's 1-1. One, one. Not Matt just because I want them to win, but because they're going to win. So, um, Fair enough. Well, look, I think with LDU and Simkin back... Um, <laughs> I think we win the midfield battle. So, um, <laughs> this is the problem with two against one, mate. We need yeah. a fourth member. I'm gonna go with North Melbourne, actually. I think, um, yeah, there are. Uh, it's seventh versus third, and it's our home game technically. So, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with North. King of Marvel. Zohar's gonna be playing. That's it. Do you guys have a guy who's the king of Marvel? I'm pretty sure Larky kicked seven on Carlton a few years ago. That's it, man. And then if he if he kicks seven again, there's a song for him. LDU's better. Than I'm, I'm debuting like, a Nick Larky what, song. So let's put what happens when Carlton wins. Like, what what, what are you guys doing? Huh? Well, then, well done. The favourites won. Nah, yeah, can't cool. Be like Against that, no defence. <laughs> there's going to be some bets, some topless running in the street or something like that. Uh, nah, no one wants to see that from me. Oh, look, you will just have a bit of banter. Bit of uh, ammunition uh, against us, but that's okay. Hey, but if we if North win though, oof. If oof. North win, uh, you won't oof. see me. You won't see me. If North <laughs> wins. He quits the pod. George yeah, is wearing right. a North cap on the next pod. Done. Done. So we've got North there. I think. Oh, this is an interesting one. Backing the underdogs. One. Yeah, next one's Adelaide hosting the Dockers. Yeah. So both teams way. got their first win of the season this week. Crows, baby. Crows at home. Crows, yeah. baby. Crows. <laughs> Let's go. Crows, baby. Crows. <laughs> done. Richmond. Hosting the dogs at the G. Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one as well. I think the Tigers. Yeah. They're getting Hopper back, right? That They're getting like, Hopper back. They should get Dusty back. They should win. Yeah, I'll go with Tigers as well. Dogs were very sloppy. I mean, albeit in a win, but good for them. Got their first four points of the season, but I can't go against Richmond at the G. Uh, I think mm. they'll bounce back from the loss against Collingwood. Yep. Now, the Saints are hosting the Suns Saturday night at Marvel. It's hard to go past the Saints now, isn't it? Yeah, they're just playing so well, man. Just wonder whether their injuries are going to catch up with them now. If if Mason Wood doesn't play and Webster doesn't play, that how can they... They're versing a VFL team. Well, it's more so been their structure and their energy and aggression on the ball that's gotten them over the line in most of these games. So, as long as guys like Dan Butler and Higgins are providing that goal threat, yeah, Brad Crouch know. and Seb Ross winning some clearances. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, and even Roel Marshall, you know, doing his contributions. I'm happy with St Kilda as well. Happy to back in the Saints, but I think it's a golden opportunity for the Suns to go back to back. I think that'd be huge. And yeah, good on them. We shouldn't just dismiss them fully. They've beaten the reigning premiers, so well done to them. But I think the Saints in their form at home, you know, mm. we'd be silly to tip against them. Um, okay, Swans hosting Port at the SCG. Mm. Both teams disappointing losses. Sydney at home. Yeah, Sydney at home. I think. Well, 
You know yeah, how I feel I'm about. A, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I'll you know. I'll, I'll go. For, I'll go for port just so you can have your little say. Yeah, there's not much else left to say, but uh, <laughs> Sydney's going to continue to assist North Melbourne getting as high as possible draft picks. So That's it. let's go. The Welcome Harley Reid via Port Sydney, Sydney should really. They should win that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they actually yeah. should for sure. Mm. Um, okay, now on Sunday the Bombers are hosting Ooh. the Giants at Marvel. Oh. Bombers, look, they showed good character to stay in the game at certain points against the Saints. GWS almost pulled off an upset against Carlton. I think the Giants are a pretty good team. I think they played their best footy uh, this round. And under, is it Marvel, you said? It is Marvel. So the weather won't affect um, the performances. It'll be a cleaner game. I, I think I'm happy to back in the Giants. Also, I don't like Essendon. I don't know if I've made that clear. <laughs> I think we've all made that clear. We're not. We're not I've given Essendon a bit of stick over the weeks, but mm. this will be the first time I'm actually tipping them. So come on, the Bombers. Get it done. Don't let me down. Mm. I've got to do the tiebreaker. Uh, I, I'm happy to go with the Bombers as well. Yeah, it's a real reluctant one, but we'll go with the Bombers. Teams that are probably evenly matched, you know, yeah. will probably finish around. So it's it's hard to it's hard to pick, but yeah, fair enough. And then the Eagles hosting the Demons at Optus Stadium. I think this one is my NAW null of the week. <laughs> null of the week. All the injuries that West Coast have this, you know, I feel like I'm really picking on them right now. But I have to. This is a new thing. The null of the week. I got to get this right. <laughs> Melbourne, do your thing. Do your thing. Let's go. Yeah. Look, it's hard to go against that. That's got to be a certainty. Yeah, your, your brother yeah. can uh, can tip on that one. Can yeah, make his money he, back. he can he can. We'll allow him to bet on that one. <laughs> you can bet on Matt's no of the week. Fair enough. Fair that's enough. It. And then we close out the round on Easter Monday, eighteenth <laughs> versus seventeenth. Eighteenth. Yeah. Jeez. Geelong. Whoa. Hawthorne. Geelong. Zero and three. Hawthorne. One and two. So Hawthorne are on top of the cats at this point in time. Who would have thought that these dudes would be at the bottom like five years ago? Man? I'll tell you what, five, though, as well. I mean, when both teams were at their peak, this was always a cracking game, and then. They both sort of weren't, especially Hawthorne, but yeah. still somehow managed to be a decent game for the most part. So I don't know. I think you'd look at it and say, okay, Geelong's going to bounce back. They're way better than Hawthorne. They need to respond. So. They need to respond. But there's a world where Hawthorne wins this. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to go the Hawks. I think there's no chance I'm gonna that go Geelong the Hawks. goes zero and four. That's, it's, my, it's, that's my null. It's a hard that's narrative your to sell. That's your null. Well, so is that he's, a hard he's narrative to sell, is it, George? I was going to say, I think it's, it's a really hard narrative to sell. It's almost impossible to sell. For Geelong to, to go zero. It is impossible to sell, man. You're tempting fate here, George. Yeah. Look, I think I think Geelong will be too mature. I yeah. think they'll, they'll win this game. Yeah. I'm with I'm with you, Georgie. Geelong Fair is going to get this one. Fair enough. Well, look, boys, I think that takes us through the review of last week and our tips for this week. Anyone have any additional comments of the round any other talking points you want to get to well I've just got here Geelong only scored one point from stoppages and that's their lowest ever in record in since it's been recorded that's that it's the lowest ever so I just confidently backed in Geelong to beat the Hawks but I might look like a fool I don't know well and that was was that your no that was my no that was your no (laughs) No, they should still get it done yeah, no. They'll score more than one point from stoppage, I think. Yeah, surely danger. It's dan- someone's just got to respond. Someone's got to, you know, just J up the lads and it should be danger. Get him in the guts, get him firing. Like what Bond did for the Bulldogs this week, he's got to do that for the job. Fair enough. And I guess we will record probably after that game on Monday evening. So you can expect the pot out probably Monday night, if anything, Tuesday morning. Yep. Um, yeah, please like and subscribe to the podcast, obviously. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify if you're listening there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at AFL. 
Instagram as well, AFL Enjoyers. I'm hopefully making a Facebook page soon as well, so look out for that. But thanks very much for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.